Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by bigpipe.co.nz. If you're not in New Zealand, you'll be scream with envy, jealous as they come, because you won't have access to New Zealand's finest ISP, Big Pipe. Bigpipe.co.nz, no contracts, no throttling of your speed. They do not give a crap how much you download. Excellent online support. They have got uh, very fast plans. Very fast, very cost-effective plans. Unlimited. There's no caps. There's no contracts. There's very little terms and conditions. Just grab your modem and rush over to bigpipe.co.nz. If you join, make sure you use the code WORST uh, when you sign up, and that helps us out. Let's them know that you've come to them through us. Enjoy the podcast. Big Pipe. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Season two. Should we just rip the scab off this thing? I'm not, I don't feel ready. But do you want it ready? Do you want? You want I think do? we've already started. Uh, all right. Hello and welcome. Welcome along. Sorry, hold on. I'll introduce you in just wait, one second. Wait, friend. ghost. Welcome along to the worst idea of all time. Halt, Spectre. Uh, my name's Guy Montgomery. My name's Tim Bat. And we've just watched Sex and City 2 for the 47th time. And we are joined by very special guest all the way from Australia through some rat-infested pipes in the internet. Uh, you know her from being hilarious all over the country. It's Becky Bloody <laughs> Lucas. How are you? Uh, do they know me from being that? All over uh, the country? At least 10 they people should. at a minimum who are listening right now. Like, <laughs> yes, motherfucker, Becky Lucas is on the show. Ah, uh, yep, here I am. Here I am. Here I, I hopped, am. I, I hopped in on the back of a kangaroo and I, <laughs> I took a, a whistle of the gum leaf and a tip of the akubra. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> those are those dope hats, eh? Akubras? Yeah, yeah. It's not, not the, nothing to laugh at. It's not a joke. No, man. They're a great hat. Are, are you wearing one right now? Great cultural product of yep. Australia. Little corks around it. I'm Aussie, mate. Hey, Becky. Pr- proud of it. What? Had you had you watched um, this film, Sex in the City 2, prior to the screening of it? The special no, select I, screening? No. I had not, not gotten around to it. It wasn't what? on yesterday? Um, yeah, why just not? A huge, just a busy schedule. Very busy. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, guys, we should yeah. explain. Cat. Sorry, before we dive too too fucking ass over tit into this thing. Um, <laughs> Becky is a, a close personal comedy friend of ours who uh, I think yep. we got to know at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Yeah, she's just a just a classy gal. Just you know, like yeah. her style. Uh, the professionals they all call Becky a class act. She's a real class act. Uh, real joy yeah. to work with. Real joy to work with. Real class act. Uh, oh. Yeah. From the moment we started working together, I just knew that I was in for a good time. Real class act. Yeah. Real professional. Real pro. Yeah. On uh, on and off the stage. On and off the stage. Oh, big time. Hard out. Uh, and so <laughs> and so you have it you, because of your busy schedule. Obviously, you hadn't gotten around to watching the movie, so you've now carved out mm. some time. Uh, yeah. How, I mean, how did how did you enjoy it? You know what, boys? I know you want me to say that I hated it. There's nothing and I want you to say. I'm all ears. <laughs> I did. I mean, it's obviously a terrible movie, um, which is, I, I mean, that's why we're gathered here today. But <laughs> We're just I, watching it. We're not casting dispersions. Yeah, right. I, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm really emotional at the moment and um, I'm crying at everything. And I actually, <laughs> I'm really no. hungover and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? At yeah. one part, one part like, of Sex and oh, the City 2 had the emotional gravitas to get like you to cry. seven different parts I teared up. Oh, I think I'm just gosh. very sad. That is music. Do you know that how happy this news makes me? That is music to my ears that it got through to someone. I Becky, you, you goddamn, you're a goddamn angel. <laughs> I you, know I'm like, the only one. I've never listened to your podcast, sorry, but... Uh, Why would you? I, You've got a very busy schedule, we understand. Yeah, I've got, I, I have to order food right to my door and eat it and feel sick. <laughs> Just to be clear, I've consciously avoided listening to you on any podcast you've appeared on before as well. Even podcasts oh. I regularly listen to, if I see Becky Lucas is on it, I'll oh, stay clear of that. avoid them at all costs. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Becky, can you like take me through the blow-by-blow of where at this, <laughs> at this movie you cried? <laughs> It's hard. It, I'm so embarrassed. Um, <laughs> Real friends, mate. Real friends here. I just, uh, okay, what about, um, where did I cry? I cried uh, when Charlotte's having trouble with the kids <laughs> and she goes into the cupboard and cries. Oh, my God. I used to be a nanny. It's hard. It's tough. <laughs> it's not hard. She's just chosen no. <laughs> to make a billion cupcakes. She's put it all on herself. There's no reason well, for you to make that number of cupcakes. Someone's got to do that. No, they someone's don't. This is, this, this is I, the thing. They would have you believe that someone has to do it. No one has to make that number of cupcakes. The thing, like, if you look at the amount of money they're throwing at other problems, surely if you had to make those cupcakes and you knew you had a lot on at the time, you could just out. No, but she's trying to be an involved mother. She's trying to teach her kids the value of um, making something at home and taking it to a party and... To be honest, those what? kids don't understand. One of them screaming. She's, she's she's not focusing. If she's teaching her kids about responsibility and making cupcakes to the party, she should be concentrating on giving them that lesson. But she just in the middle of the job calls up her friend. It's yeah, well, cr- she's it's... worried about those big tits swinging in front of her <laughs> husband's face. As we all would be put in her position. Um, did you? Did that? I mean, they're beautiful. Very full. The, very full. What, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Buxom springs to gorgeous. mind. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, <laughs> I myself have no tits. You could drink cereal out of my tits. So every time I see some good ones. You're really it's on true. the lookout there, Becky. Eh? It's a really tickled guy, by the way. I don't know if you can hear it. Oh, you absolutely can because he's peeking out the a, microphone with his laughter. Crackerjack line. 
Uh, what what uh, were some other okay. moments that really grabbed you by the the short and curlies and uh, had you in tears? Um. Oh, I'm trying to think because yeah, as I say, I'm really. I, I think I'm just like sad at the moment, and everything's I'm, I'm making s- me cry. But um, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh no, in a in a fine way, in a way, I tear up. I tear up at you know commercials or any. You're just sort very of in, display. Of you're very in touch with your emotions right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just alone. I'm really like lonely at the moment. No, everyone's busy. Just well, you. I mean, you yourself. <laughs> uh, you've confessed to being very busy. Very busy. Why else would well, you not listen to our podcast? <laughs> Surely that's the only reason. I'm on the go, you know. I'm, I'm here, I'm there. <laughs> it's great for um, listening listening to on the go. <laughs> okay, I'll listen to it after this one. See see how I rated. Because the thing is, I was nervous about doing this podcast because I know everyone, like, obvi- like obviously there's so many problems in it, but I don't want to say what everyone else has said. So I was no, trying look, to come at it with a new angle. We we, we don't have that many people yeah, on. To we, be don't, fair. we don't. We um, don't. All we want is just unfettered Becky Lucas consideration of the film. You don't yeah. need to be afraid okay. of retreating any water. Like you just put it on full blast. All of your feelings. Uh, I obviously, can say anything. You can. You can. You can say oh. anything. You're that great... Samantha's a slut, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I had a, I had a good laugh at a Samantha scene today, uh, which was when she's at the. You remember at the at the wedding they go to, uh, and. Her and Nikki, that uh, Anthony's brother, they get together and they have very loud, kind of obnoxiously loud sex. Oh, yeah, uh, it sounds like a meat raffle. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just explain for those um, who aren't from the New Zealand, Australia region what a meat raffle is? Oh, a meat raffle is uh, when you go to like a pub. People know what pubs are, right? Yeah, it's You go to a pub and there's a big tray of meat. Like they'll get a yeah. local butcher to donate a tray of meat and you buy meat a pack. ticket. A meat pack. And yeah, all sorts of meats. You got sausages, steaks, um, a whole chicken sometimes. And and and, and people get very excited <laughs> at these meat raffles. <laughs> yeah, people get well, everyone wants it. Like so you buy you buy a um a raffle ticket for I don't know, one or one or two dollars. And I think the money either goes does it go to charity or something? Yeah, it usually goes like There's a usually something or a like Sandra some ate a bag of fireworks and died. Oh, we're raising money for her. Um <laughs> There's usually some some. We're trying cause. to stop Darwinism, and ironically, we're doing this in Darwin. It's all gone off the rails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, very. The, I know that scene was outrageous. Yeah, but what what tickled me this week, and I have seen it before, so it's always a joy to find something that really um, gives you a good laugh. But yeah. was there's their sexual encounter is so loud and so. You know, overt, boisterous, mm. boisterous. Uh, mm. the, the, it inspires. You know, the cut, the logic of the movie would imply that because there's a shot of a dog humping a pillow immediately afterwards. So the, yeah, the logic that... would be that it has inspired that dog. It's like awakened a sexuality in that dog to be like, oh my <laughs> god, I got to get something and just yeah, which is fucking... a very weird. It's a very weird <laughs> thing to add in, isn't it? Be like, oh, people the... don't get how how uh, how loud this sex is. We better put a dog, and they would have had to rile the dog up. To make it do yeah, that. That's a good point, actually. You, you There's can't a dog just, fluffer. <laughs> you can't go to a dog, hey, can you just go over there and hump that cushion real quick? you got to, like... you got to goad it into yeah. it. Yeah. Man, go There's rub, actually... There. I th- there are professional puppet puppet workers, puppeteers, who go on set, and they... So they'll have a, the, a puppet of a dog inside 
the pillow. Oh my god! I thought you meant it was a ventriloquist who was used to manipulating a dog stuff by putting their hand yeah. in the ass. <laughs> I was like, oh god. No, no. But it turns so out I'm the disgusting They'll put a, a puppet of a dog <laughs> and the, they'll show the dog then putting it inside the pillow and the dog will be on heat and then right. it'll pump the pillow. Oh, my God. Or maybe oh they got gosh. an actual female dog on heat and like rubbed a pillow against it so its pheromones are on the pillow. What a disgusting oh, set of um, potential a- circumstances. <laughs> pretty great. Yeah, it's a, lot a day of, on set. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a, lot of, a lot of trouble to go to for a cutaway gag. It was a big shoot. Yeah. But I, I, Which I enjoy- was, yeah, it actually I'm, made me feel uncomfortable, that bit. The loud sex? No, the dog. Oh, Do the you know dog. what, Becky Lucas? This movie is about challenging boundaries <laughs> and traditional perceptions that you may have. What does it mean to be a feminist? What does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be in the Middle East? What does it mean (laughs) to make a film? (laughs) It's it's challenging all of those horizons or parameters that we thought we knew. It's it's very avant-garde, isn't it? It's. Uh, I mean, it's horrendous when when she's like when she's talking about the economy and she goes, "I need to do something rich." Yeah, she says. She says. um, She says two years of bad business in this bullshit economy, and I'm out. I need to go somewhere rich. I'm yeah. getting the lines now. I'm finally yeah, getting them. I only took 47 watches. But I'm finally getting the line out of the park. Like, how did they write that? I need to uh, sneeze. Wait. A dartboard. It was well. Actually, we watched an interview with the director, uh, Mattress Pikelet <laughs> King. Bless you. Um, <laughs> we watched it last week, and he was saying that it was like it was the. The notion was it was meant to be escapism for Americans because it was set and it was made in the recessions. It was like, and we thought, you know, these people who can't go away <laughs> would like to see some other people on a movie. I never thought about how ridiculous it is that, but that's, that's not how escapism works. It's not like, oh, you know how you broke your leg? I thought I'd show you some footage of me running along a beach. It's escapism. It's like, no, you were fucking rubbing it in someone's dumb face for being disabled. Like, that's awful. Oh. That's the opposite. Yeah, oh, they should have cool. shown, I don't know, they should have made it Auschwitz themed or something. Yeah, there you go. That's escapism. It's like, hey, remember the Holocaust? You're not in that. So it should have been four, girl, four girls go to the tip. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the hell out of Six in the City three. Uh, four girls. Of the t- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny because that's the thing. There's another thing that uh, I noticed, and we talked about a little bit when we were watching the movie. Tim is there's you no can address this to both myself yeah, no, but and Becky. The issue is there's no call, like there's no call to action. There's no there's nothing that. Gets you excited about what the the gals are about to do. Mm. No, uh, and I mean the closest they have is when it's like, well, we we go. Oh, I've got a free, very expensive free trip for all of us to go to Abu Dhabi. Are we going to do it? Yes, we're all going to Abu Dhabi. And yeah. then there's like, yeah, it's a hot. The call to action is a holiday, as you said, Tim. It's like, yeah, there's, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> You can't. It crazy. It's not a film. I think what, but the critical thing here, and um, in Sex and the City two, um, a romp through the Middle East, which is the subtitle of the film, in its defence, <laughs> it's we're taking it completely out of context because the ramp into this, the justification yeah. for it, has been six, seven, eight, maybe TV seasons and another movie, of which yeah, Guy and myself I- have seen none. Oh, see, because I I really liked the TV series. I think, oh, well that like the TV good. series was quite good. Like it was, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I know it's been usurped by you know better things and stuff. But at, at its time, it was great writing and it Absolutely. had real, real themes of friendship. And I I really enjoyed it a lot. I will admit and that. Um, as 
as someone who was a fan of the show then, uh, did you when you watched the characters chilling out in sex in set two, set C two? Uh, oh no, heart, it's, they, heart it's of like the they're desert. completely different people. Yeah. And they all look at each other like they're not fr- like it seems like four people who have no connection go to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, like they don't seem to even really yeah. like each other that much, and and their conversations really stilted. Yeah, it's a it's uncom- a um. With the you know when Miranda like a- tells Charlotte to keep drinking, like take a take a sip. Yeah, I'm like that's that was that was awful. That's something that a girl at a bar would do, and you'd that scene contains the single most offensive part of the film, which is when they're Robot, discussing... I think robotic part of the film. They're discussing how difficult um, oh, yeah. parentage is and just raising children. And uh, Charlotte makes the observation that they're pretty rich. So she she says almost completely down the barrel to the camera, how did the people without help do it? To which Miranda I replies, I have no fucking idea to them and I- raises a glass to clink. As if that is the like... Yeah, yeah. You know, that just forgives all of well, the actually, awfulness and gaudiness really, of the rest of the film. There was a really good yeah. deleted scene uh, immediately after they clink their glasses. They both pick up magnums of Dom Perignon and pour it on the carpet. Pour <laughs> one out for their homies, <laughs> yeah. the working and class. And then they take out huge pockets full of cash and they yeah. put it on top of the Dom Perignon and then burn gasoline, it. a lot yeah. of gasoline. Uh, and, and then it cuts away it. to the dog humping their leg. Nothing gets dogs going like... Meat raffles and burning money. <laughs> Raw, sensual yeah, energy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just like, it feels like a parody. And I really liked, I can't, it, it was actually quite sad to watch because, I mean, I'd heard how bad it was. But it was just like, who let this happen? Like, how did Sarah Jessica Parker let this happen? Like, I would have, I don't know. It's just, it's just so far removed from, I, I feel, the TV series. Mate, money and, talks, shit and, walks. Yeah, man, they must have got. Paid. Do you know how much they were paid to do it? No, but SJP I don't know got why. paid the most because she was an executive producer. The figure sixteen million has popped into my head. I don't know where that's come from. Maybe it's based on nothing. But what I did I read is like... there was an. Oh, no, you, you go, go, Becky. No, you go. I was just going to make. I just feel like that's what spurned ISIS on. Seeing that film, <laughs> you're you're not the first person to make yeah, it. Observation. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. But it's like um, I see that and I'm like, all right. I get, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get why you're decapitating people. Um, there was an article that was making the rounds this week that a lot of people linked us into, which was, I think it was the actual creator. So, like, Sex and City is based on a, a series of novels, and then whoever um, transferred that into the TV version, I think they came mm-hmm. out and somewhat recently in an interview and were like, yeah, Sex and the City too. like, she's not supposed to get with Big. Like it wasn't, that's, that yeah, was a complete divergence from where the characters the, were supposed yeah. to go. It's not right. It's not what yeah, was supposed to go on. I saw that, but I'm also yeah, like, right. yeah, but you've, what you created was fucking 10 years ago. So like, obviously what you wanted for it and like you see, you know, if you seed control of the characters. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, and all, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it's I not. Heard, I heard, uh, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to recently, but Paul Shear was guesting on, oh, it was Doug Loves Movies. And they were talking about the new Star Wars film. And I can't remember who it was, but one of the guests who was on, a fellow comic, um, was fellow to Paul Shearer, not, not to me. I'm a, I'm a plebeian. Um, was going like, uh, this isn't a real Star Wars movie. I love it, but it's a it's like a fan fiction because it's made by someone else who isn't George oh. Lucas. Yeah. And, but it's and like, shut so up. So you could interpret this as part of that as well. It's like part of the Sex in the City lore, but not, you know, yeah, it's not sure. canon. Well, no, I think that's what fans... 
Um, and if there are any fan, fans of the show listening to the podcast, please correct me. But I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of Six in the City television fans even enjoyed the first movie just for the you know the 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 nostalgia of getting back with your old friends and hanging totally. out. Totally, I, I I quite um, enjoyed the, the first. I thought the first movie was um, still a bit like extravagant and stuff, but I still enjoyed it somewhat. Yeah. But and then I understand that the second film is sort of a lot of people just don't think of it as part of the canon. It's like it's a whole different thing. They just went no, out there, yeah, made, it a, made a shit ton it of cash. Different. Don't want to be a part of it. Um, if I may delve back into the overwhelming sort of and omnipresent sense of sadness you felt during the movie, <laughs> Becky, uh, what was another moment of, that you were moved to tears? Okay, so when the kids were crying, um, you know, I felt her frustration. Um, yeah. There, I think, oh, where was there? Is another part. Maybe when she thought that she, after she kissed Aiden and yeah. she thought Big was really angry at her, I, you know, I, I teared up a bit because I just remember, I know that feeling of being like, I fucked up. I fucked yeah. up. Did, um, and did you, you know, you as I say, this is, I'm a bit hungover and, you know, the tears are flowing. I don't think I don't think a hangover is an excuse for what you say because I feel like you're often when you're hungover you might be in a more lucid or less guarded state and so stuff will come out more naturally. Uh, did you no, feel like I, that? I get teary. I get teary and I can't go. I try and go shopping and I end up. No, I can, just I can appreciate that. I won't. Like I hold, watched. Oh. Why Why can't you go shopping if you're hungover? I just I'm too confused. Like if I go food shopping, I'll come out holding an egg and some strawberry pulp. <laughs> like I don't understand. You forget the concept of nutrition. Yeah. But do you then get really upset at yourself for like not being able to nail food shopping anymore? Yeah, I think, why? Why why do you have to have seven pints? (laughs) The first time I watched, have you seen the film Requiem for a Dream? No. It's it's like generally considered one of the most kind of affecting movies about, you know. And I watched that for the first time when I was really hungover and then on a Sunday mm. morning when I was uh, 17 years old. And I was at my mate Adrian's place. That's how I, like, it puts you there, right? And, <laughs> and because it was the first time I'd seen it and I hadn't heard anything about it, I was totally just exposed. And because I was hungover, I was especially vulnerable. And I was uh. in his um, parents' apartment, which was like four floors up, and I got like pretty close to just straight jumping off the balcony, eh? Like, oh, it, no. I, it, I'm just saying, like, I can sympathize yeah. with the emotional state that a hangover can put you in when you're exposed to a piece <laughs> of media at this kind but of length. Requiem for a Dream is considered, you know, one of the best films ever made. Um, so we're not dealing with the this same is, thing the, here, really. But this, it's, it's kind of like it's getting the same effect but through a different means. This is kind of a brute force attack because it's so long and so pointless yeah. that it kind of gets yeah. you to the same point of desperation, but it's taken a very different path to get there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I didn't take anything seriously and it was annoying me, but there were some parts that I was just like, oh, like I just want to tear up about that theme anyway and it just yeah. staring at me in the face, you know? That's a, that's got, a very got, it's a good open way of watching a movie. Yeah. It Allow would put yourself, me- you know? I just had <laughs> I mean, those if- big, beautiful um, camels and, 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 and colours and the sand and I was sort of swept away in, in the magic. <laughs> That's good because that's exactly what they were going for. Yeah. So some of it works. You're telling me there's a chance that I can enjoy this movie still. I reckon. Just give it another shot. 
Becky, Lucas, can I ask you a personal question? Uh, yes. Are you a um, musical person? Like, do I play music? Bit or do singing, I listen to it? Play an instrument, bit of squeed no, up. No, I don't sing because you know? my mum used to f- be a singer and I find singing embarrassing. Uh, so you wouldn't be down with a bit of squeed up, ba ba. Scooby doo ba. Scooby doo ba. Scooby doo ba ba bo. Scooby doo boo 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 doo boo doo. Scooby doo ba da ba da ba ba. Scooby ba 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 doo ba doo ba 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 doo. Scooby doo ba doo ba doo ba 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 ba. Scooby doo ba doo ba doo ba 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 Where's he going? What's he up to? Uh, sorry, obviously if you're uninitiated, as you said, Becky, I'm pretty sure that would have hit you out of the blue. Um, yeah. Tim was trying what's to figure out if you're a fan, on, of, a fan of jazz music. Becky, what a great audience uh, surrogate you will serve of uh, as in this episode of the podcast number 47 to explain a segment where we try to dissect the backstory of a guy who is in... Um, an early portion of the film, the gals are mm-hmm. having lunch together, they're in a cafe, uh, Samantha's <laughs> about to drop a bombshell that they're all going to the Middle East on an all-expenses-paid trip. And if uh-huh. you pay close attention, over their shoulder, there is a man, and he is at a, a neighbouring table in the cafe, uh-huh. and he's ordered a coffee. He comes and we, he sits down, we see this. <laughs> we don't see him sitting down, yeah. he's already there. But we see the coffee order uh, placed, the coffee arrive, and this guy... With he's in only in, he's only in the background of frame thrice, and in each shot he is just buffing back that coffee. He's going bunfa three times. He bunfers, and he just finishes his coffee. He stands up, picks up his shit, and gets the hell out the door. He downs a coffee faster yeah, than right. anyone has seen in a movie before. It's it's incredible. He just one, two, three, whole cup of coffee down his gullet, just sculling it. A coffee yeah. that just- is undeniably scalding hot, as it has been freshly served. And, yeah, uh, right. What do you think would prompt? a person, specifically this person, to need to consume that amount of caffeine at that pace and leave with such purpose, what could possibly this guy be doing and where could he possibly be off to? Could he be avoiding the smell of Samantha's rank moot? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Tell, let's delve into that. Like, Give me more. Paint a picture oh, I've got no, nothing else. No, look. Okay, wait. Uh, where could he be going? Um... Well, hold, let's you focus know? on the initial point that that you, so Samantha's. Uh, so it's an avoidance. It's, it's actually there's actually no outside influence. It's an avoidance technique. Um, so he's he's like I've I've ordered this coffee. I'm going to pay for this coffee. Like I'm going to get the I'm, you know I'm going to get value I want for it what I've ordered next to my face as much but, as possible to get the aromatic yeah. scent in there. But so help me yeah. God, I cannot spend another goddamn second in this cafe with that smell permeating the entire residence. Yeah, basically, because she's um. I mean the wedding, you know. She had the wedding and and all of that and uh, all that vigorous sex. Um, I, I don't know if she used a condom. Um, she she definitely uses a condom, as is revealed in Abu Dhabi. Oh, that's she... right. She does. She she practices safe sex. I don't know. Mm. I just I feel um, like she'd have a battered mood. <laughs> a battered after, mutt. Yeah, just after all these years. That is a sensational and brutal turn of phrase. She's been rooting for 35 years. Like. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he sort of, he, he's very sensitive to that smell because... um. I just don't get how vigorous sex what, leads it, to the smell. Like, I'm, I'm curious. Why is it so sensitive to the smell? I don't know. Um, you know, there's an imbalance there, I guess, sexually. Think, so, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a biologist. We all know this about Tim Bat, but I'm going to throw a theory out there. Is it like, um, you know how the normal human vagina has the ability to clean itself, so you don't want to use a whole bunch of soap because it's kind of got yeah. a natural mechanism to be able to clean itself. Is, is, it, yeah. is it sort of akin to that where... The um, the human vagina has the ability to self-repair, but Samantha is just chucking such an unnatural amount of intercourse in and about Yeah, the the vagina's workload is, he's working on, you know, 12-hour shifts. It's dysfunctional, so she's broken it. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's true. It's trying to clean itself. Yeah. And and, and it can't, and it's, yeah, and I reckon (laughs) there's, there's a scent there. And he smelled uh, that, and he thought, <clears throat> "No thanks." Um, he just came in for some coffee, and he didn't need that. Um, <clears throat> no one needs that. And that that would and, <laughs> that, would ex- that would explain Charlotte's hesitation as well to go to Abu Dhabi because she's like, "Well, I don't know." With, so the other that, friends, they can smell it, but they just don't, they're just like, we'll just tolerate it. She's worth it. I'm well, pretty sure well, the Carrie, trip's going to be done. Carrie used to be a smoker, so she's probably not got as strong a uh, sense of smell. 
Carrie yeah. was a smoker in the series. And what about Charlotte? What is, Charlotte's too so polite. It? She's from such an upbringing that you don't talk about damaged moods. No, exactly. And Miranda, I don't know, she lives in a smelly part of town. Um, Miranda's right. got a DVD. Sort of yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and Miranda's the, son also spends a lot of his time in the sewers, so she's probably got yeah, she, she's gotten used to that smell. Yeah. Smells like rats. That's right. He, he does smell like rats. That's he exactly right. He like rats. The I don't sci- know if you know this about Brady, like, but he's, he smells a lot like rats and jizz. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. she can't tell, she can't differentiate. Charlotte's the only one there yeah. who can smell it, and that's why she didn't want to go. Uh, I absolutely love your theory, Becky. Thank you. I think um, it's the single most Australian <laughs> moment we've had on the entire season. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've gone really um. Never apologise. I'm really disgusting now. All my comedy's pretty pretty low. Hey Becky, brow. we we invited Becky Lucas on, and we said, "Hey Becky Lucas, can you be Becky Lucas for a bit?" And you were, and I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. So happy Perfect. to be here. Thanks for this huge opportunity. Um, oh were there any? <laughs> Were there any <laughs> pleasure? Were there any moments uh, in which you remember? Friends, every week Tim and I do something called a shining light, wherein to try and stop ourselves from just raining down in frustration and um, sort of derision towards the movie, we mm-hmm. find a moment that sort of we we took joy in, we enjoyed seeing, uh, and it's yes. called a shining light. Was there any moment watching the movie wherein you thought? Uh, Wow, this is actually, I'm having a good time. That's a good gag or anything. For instance, I can um, kick off. I'll give you mine first if you need yes. a, if time to think of one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote it down. I'm just going to quickly find it in my notes. Um, oh, so Miranda's husband, Steve, who uh, we, we're all a huge fan of, who eventually oh. actually, in the after the credits, it shows you, it says it in the, you know, it's like a, what the characters are doing now. He would on to become mayor of New York. Um, what? Which, yeah, pretty impressive. But. Uh, there's a scene at the at the wedding where Liza, when Liza Minnelli is covering uh, single ladies, and it's a shot. I, I'm pretty confident the shot is predominantly Miranda talking to someone else. I think Charlotte or Carrie, who's not in the actual shot. So Steve's mm. sort of just out of focus in the background. Liza <laughs> Minnelli belting out single ladies with all the verve she can muster, and Steve yeah. is just deep in the groove. Like, can you can you explain the following as Steve in the first person, please? I'll, I'll give you Steve's inner monologue as he hears Liza Minnelli Thank you. singing. Listen, okay. uh, yeah, he's like, oh, oh wow. Hey, the song's actually pretty good. Oh, would you look at that? Hey, I'm dancing. Dancing. D-A-A-N-S-I-N-G. Dancing. I spelt it. I'm spelling right. That's pretty much what it looked like to me. Perfect. I love it. I love Steve. Uh, we love Steve Salt as well. Um, so yeah, did you have any moment? That's a pretty specific one, obviously. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Thanks for that. Um, oh God, if I had to, if I had to pick you, one, I liked it when I like, oh, see, mine are all sentimental. That's no, that's, okay, that's a shining light of whatever when, you want it to be. I liked, um, when Carrie and Big were in the hotel watching a movie, but that's just because I like to lie down. <laughs> That speaks like to you. It was like a Netflix so and chill. Moment, I think he's but... really cute. Oh, big. Yeah, he's so handsome. As Noah. Yeah, he went on to lead perfect. a church. Did you know that? He went on to Sorry? be a preacher. He went no. on, He started a church, the Church of Noah. No way. In real he life? He does. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's terrible he works, news. 
he works the Midwest. No way. Yeah, he does. He tours. They're televised, the sermons. They're pretty interesting. It's oh, pretty out of a guy. Why would he do that? What sort of handsome do you... Does he kind of like... Does he's quite? Is, he, he's, is that traditionally handsome, do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. I think most girls would find Mr. Big handsome. He looks like... Surely. Conservatively, he's in his at least early 50s in the film. That's a bit yeah. of a gap between where Becky Lucas is and where Mr. Big Yeah, is. I like older men. Mm. So for any all- listeners out there... <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter if you if your name's Steve and you've got an avatar of just one eye, <laughs> hiding your cargo pants. Uh, <laughs> reach out to me. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> oh God, Becky's looking for a father figure and she's not looking too far. Nope. Go forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably that. There are a few. I mean, there are a few. Qu- I just find it. I mean, the jokes are always so. If they make a joke, they make such a big deal about it. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Like if one of them makes a joke, they all have to pause and recognise that they've made a joke. It's all I tell very you what, scripted. There's, there's a little brouhaha which is um, spilled over from just being contained on the podcast onto our uh, Facebook page and um, online. It, there's a joke where uh, Charlotte falls off the camel, hitches her pants back up to get back on it, but she gives herself a wedgie and Miranda says, you're having a little sand wedge. And uh, (laughs) basically Guy and I have been battling to decide whether or not it counts as a joke, just in general terms, (laughs) like if it meets the criteria, because it is a a double entente in that it has two meanings. Yeah, but it's also like why like there were no sandwiches. You weren't at lunch. That's right. Okay, like, do- so- you've just put two words together that sound. That's right. There has to, they both similar. have to have application. And yeah. moreover, to anyone, which is some of you, reaches out and says, "No, sandwich like a golf club because you play it from the sand." Golf clubs no. are as useless as sandwiches in the situation. There's no reference. Like, it's- and yes, yes, T W I O A T subreddit. We're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> where but this was discussed. Earth, why wouldn't they get? Why wouldn't they say something like a camel toe or like a? Re, she gave herself a reverse camel toe. You know what I mean? Like they do yeah, you know, say that they they, they, they yeah. do kind of they try to get into that. So SJP lays down. It looks uh, she's got an actual like, honey. You've got an actual camel camel toe. I, oh, I'll right. abide. I didn't hear that. That's a joke. That's fine. But then they fucking yeah. they just like overplay it with the sand yeah. wedge and then, thing. Yeah, and then I think mm. what specifically speaks to what you were saying, Becky, is um. The laughter that they give that joke, that awful, awful, nonsensical double entendre is like, like yeah. Charlotte has brought the house down with that gag. It killed. Yeah. I just, and it's just, it's, it just thro- it really shakes me every week. I the disproportionate yeah. response it receives, that's the Absolutely. thing that really gets you. Um, I'm trying to it's, remember what yeah. my shining light was. Your shining light. Down. Uh, you said it was, you couldn't believe that you hadn't had it before. Yeah, I know. Every week it's your favourite part of the movie. No, What was it? It involves Chris Noeth watching Deadliest Catch. <laughs> oh, yes. That's right. It's so good. <laughs> it's one of those things where you just like, if you have been in a relationship, you don't necessarily have to relate to it in terms of you've done it or it's happened to you, but just the hilarity of doing it in general. 
He um yeah. so she <laughs> he's got Deadly's catch on for a TV that he ostensibly bought for her on their uh, um anniversary of their uh, mm-hmm. marriage to say hey remember that great time we had watching a film in the hotel that black and white movie it was so romantic I got us a TV for the bedroom so we can recreate that. He's watching Deadliest Catch in the wake of going out to a Hollywood event with her for the premiere of the film, um, where he got hit on by, uh, I always forget her name. Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. And SJP got a bit shirty and grabbed him and yanked him out of there and they went home. And she said... She, so they're getting, she's getting dressed for bed and he's already in bed watching Deadliest Catch and she goes, it's a little loud. And he goes, you thought it was funny when the gay guy hit on me at the wedding. And it's just every week I'm like, yes, big, you are grabbing that hand grenade, pulling the pin, throwing it at your new wife and just waiting, just waiting for the explosion. You know that you're starting shit. You know you're lighting yeah. the fuse and you're just prepared to fucking play the ball. And that's what makes him. That's a, why he's so a, attractive. A, he's attractive. He's a high-powered stock market mm. broker. He, you know, he's playing the share market. He's got big balls. He's got big yeah. balls and he's got big ideas. Huge ideas. He's full of them. He actually, uh, he has in his, Becky, I don't know if you know this, in his office, you know that mm. big tower where he's got screens and no keyboards? He's got <laughs> yeah. this big book full of all of his ideas. He's a bit of a, he fancies himself an entrepreneur, a philosopher, yeah, right. uh, and so each week we open up the book and we sort of s- swipe through the pages and see what exactly Mr. Big is cooking up and how's he going to make the next million. Yeah, his latest scheme. Yeah. Uh, and uh, appropriately, I feel, as our guest, uh, if you wouldn't mind doing the honours of looking through the book and seeing what Mr. Big's cooking up this week. Okay, do I... <clears throat> I just pretend to look through this book, obviously. When, <laughs> there's no pre- pretending going on here. You you know, grab the book, <laughs> Get give the it book a thumb through. Okay, um, his next big idea, all right. Um, uh, toilets in bedrooms. Yes. 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 That, is, that, that, that checks perfectly with his, his character as well. He's the sort of guy when he gets into a deadliest catch marathon, yeah. Yeah. he doesn't want to have to go far. I'm not missing a second of this. I've got to take a shit. Wait a minute. That hot business idea so, I thought of. Uh, Deadliest please... catch is what he calls his dump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's is that is that a non joke? Is that like a sad no, joke? No, no. Sounds love like that. one. I like that. Um, where is it? Where is he putting these toilets in the in the bedroom? Are they regulation toilets, or is he building them into beds or dresses? Or um, yeah, I just reckon like beside a, a dresser or something. I've often so... wanted a toilet in my bedroom. Isn't that disgusting? Do you think it lends itself yes, to a happy of. marriage or do you think that some things are still sacred no matter how long you're with your partner and that maybe you I, should take a shit in, in <laughs> solitude? I think that I would personally not like to do it in front of them, but I reckon he would be marketing it to like a, a, a lonely single guy who doesn't um, who finishes yeah, a pizza like- in bed, feels the urge at 2am, doesn't have to go to the bathroom, doesn't have to walk past his housemates. Just uh, yeah, some sort of schlubby bachelor yeah. who yeah, totally. doesn't even can't even muster the motivation goes, to. He's just like an earthworm. He just eats, lays in bed, shits. <laughs> oh my god! That's his market. That's that his is market. such a 
grim picture <laughs> you painted. I've got him in my head like I can and see that, yeah, the dude. He's he's got like he hasn't shaved in ages, but he doesn't have like a nice beard. It kind of comes in no. thick at the neck and thin on the face. He's a little yeah. overweight. He hasn't seen a lick of sunlight in some time. He does something no, to do with computers. Got a ponytail, and one little patch hard. of the ponytail is dyed blue. Oh my, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brutal. But I'll tell you what, very profitable segment of the uh of the of the population. They got money exactly. to burn. Yeah. So I mean their only real expenditure is Wow. Uh, getting a good internet connection for World of Warcraft. Yeah, and pizza. <laughs> yeah. And a Netflix subscription. And do you know what um no sunlight and a diet of pizza will lead to? Just constant shit. Irregular bowel movements. Yeah. And that's where Mr. Rem- Big steps in. Remove the risk from your shitting life by installing a toilet in your bedroom. <laughs> oh, imagine. Uh, Tired of running five meters from your bed to the toilet and getting shit all over your ankles in the floor? <laughs> well, fear no more. We've reduced the gap to one meter. I'm, I'm trying to float like a catchy name for it. Toy lads? Toy lads. So it's like a toilet for lads. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, but or, um, no, well, Be- you're missing out on half your half the population there because Becky, you said you'd like a toilet in your room, so this oh, is true. a exactly. What about women? Mistake. I'm sick of uh, this, you know, masculine dominance. <laughs> we live in no, a patriarchy. Toilets in the bedroom are for everyone. <laughs> exactly. You're uh, all yeah, what should shit. you call it? Like, um, uh, lazy turd, um, like a lazy boy, but yeah, lazy turd. It's great. Go with that. There we go. go Trademark there. <laughs> I wonder how that one's going to go for him. I, hey. I wish I hadn't picked it. I feel I've been very disgusting on this podcast. <laughs> You've just represented your country so well. That's all I'm getting from, from this podcast. I'm sorry. Record. I'm hey, not Becky. usually like this. No. Um, can, I, can I ask you, and this isn't even like a, a regular thing we delve into, but like can, was there a bit of watching the movie that stood out to you as being the the worst bit or just a real fucking low light where you were watching it and you were like, oh, this is just the absolute pits? Um, oh, probably the bit with the Nick Nickwab. Is it a Nickwab? Where she's... Where Nickwab. Sarah decal, Nickwab. Hashtag where, decal your Nickwab. Can you explain that <laughs> shot? Yeah. Just Same. Sarah Jessica Parker pretending to be... Um, like I, I I don't mind this one, but that one I just it just it just freaks me out. It was just so like I just because I just know that girl that says that when she's doing so like accurate. an absurd. So she's in when a foreign she's lifting, land. Yeah, and she's, she's like, li- hey, things are different here. Yeah, yeah, and it's like the only time they connect with the women is when those women wear really expensive That's funny. clothes. It's funny you choose that as a like a benchmark for specifically the worst part of the movie because that's a part the movie specifically revisits as like a bookend at the end yeah. when she does the final monologue and she's like, I think of um, marriage like that lady with the veil in that country I went to one time. Yeah, you have to yeah. take the tradition and decorate it your way, which is uh, decal your nequab. Which, if you just hear that sentence, is a much more efficient way of learning the lesson taught by Sex in the City too. That's the moral. <laughs> it should be called yeah. Sex in the City Two. Decal your nequab. That should be the subtitle of the film, actually. Mm. Hey. Yeah. The whole movie should. I, I wonder if the movie got released in Abu Dhabi. Do you know the funny that would thing be very is? Very interesting. They were so they were like all geared up to shoot it in Abu Dhabi, and then Abu Dhabi, whatever government, read the script, and they were like, "This is too sexualized," and they had to shoot it in um, Morocco. Morocco. 
Yeah, right. That's interesting. And that. And it just. I mean, uh, you mean? I mean, fair enough. Absolutely. Hey, um, yeah. before before you go, Becky, we do mm-hmm. have one final thing, which it is imperative for you to do, and I feel like the timing couldn't be better because this comes specifically after uh, you've spoken of all the problems with the film. But yes. for a moment, we need you, and you barely need, even need to imagine this because it's it's pretty much happened now. Tim and I are big swinging executives. Uh, we've got a shitload of cash to burn, and we're looking for a movie. Uh, and you, uh, in your hot little hand, the pitch for Sex in the City 2. Um, Three or two? Two. Two. Okay. So this is to get yes. this film made. So this is, how do you think it went how, down? How did it go down? And remember, Tim and I are in charge here, and you are really keen to get this thing over the line. Um, I reckon they close the pitch with fuck the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, uh, Becky, is it? It's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Tim. This is my associate guy. He doesn't talk much, so just ignore him. Uh, Look, we've oh, got okay, a sorry, we're doing a role play right shit ton of money, and basically we're looking for the next um, project to greenlight, which which is going to make us all filthy fucking rich. I hear good <laughs> things about you. Seen you on Thank Twitter, you. burning it up. So, uh, Thanks very much. Hit it up, Becky <laughs> Lucas. Uh, wait, what's happening? Are we doing a role play or what's going on? We sure are. Uh, we are, okay, all right. It doesn't so, really feel like a role play to me. This is the real thing, Becky. You might want right, to get sorry. your shit together and tell me what kind of movie I want to make because this money is burning a fucking hole in my pocket. I don't talk often, and when I do, I say what I think. Go. All right, all right. It's, um, it's four women. Um, I like they, it. They hate... The Middle East. They have heaps of money. Um, I'm on just board. they they um oh, they have a gay. They have two gay friends. They have they love their gay best friends. Good. Um, it's a hot demo. The pink dollar is hot right now. Exactly. You've more. got gays. You've got um. We haven't got a black guy. Um. We will. Wait, show, we do, we'll, sorry, we'll we have do. Liza we don't. Minnelli playing. No, we don't. We <sighs> we don't have. We, we just can't put, fit them in. Um. Oh, don't worry. We'll still get an Oscar for it. Hey, <laughs> that's very good. Um, they are. Oh God, I don't know. Okay, so lots of colours. Um, colours I like. Diamonds, sparkles. Yes. Got it. Um, you know that song that was really popular in the first one. We're bringing it back. Um, cool. Didn't see the first one. Well, it was awesome. Um, hey, Becky. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Guy Montgomery, hotshot executive over here. You're describing yeah. a lot of visual elements, but I'm really struggling to get a vivid idea of what exactly is happening in this film. So far, I've got four women, two gay guys going on a rampage through the Middle East. Lots of <laughs> colours. I like it. <laughs> and diamonds well, yeah, but, and money. But for, a bit, for a bit, they're not sure if they're going to go, but then they do. They decide they're going to go. Um, <laughs> Conflict. And everyone's fine. everyone's fine with it. Everyone's fine with it. They've got a week in their schedules. Yeah. Um, free. Um, <laughs> That's hard to find. They're busy people. Exactly, and then and then Carrie Carrie wears a big hat. She wears a uh, a really interesting hat uh, into first class, and there's a bit of a joke there. Um, and gosh, yeah, there's you know there's tones of uh, adultery and, um, and oh you know, marriage. I and, like it. Exactly, it's all about uh, you know cheating, what it takes to make a marriage work, um, long lost loves. Uh, hey, shoes. <laughs> I got a shoes. I got a proposition for you. My grandson's mm. just started up a business where he uh, 
He makes puppets of dogs and he puts them, he rubs them up with pheromones and puts them in pillows and gets a dog to fuck it. Do you reckon yeah, you could yeah, write a can, scene in? Yeah, man, we comment? can fit that in. We can fit that in for sure. That's great. Sure. I really want to help him get this thing off the ground. I mean, it's a fucking ridiculous idea, but I love the kid. Hey, listen, Becky yeah, Timbat chiming in here. Um, I've recently gotten into a fairly contentious business deal with M&M's. Now, I know this is a specific request, but do you think that you could... <clears throat> sorry, I said M&M's, I meant Pringles. There's a lot of deals, a lot of balls in the air at the moment. Do you think you could get a shot of me? Uh, I need, on the plane, Pringles, but in the yeah. Arabic language. Is that is that doable? Could we put that oh. in the script somewhere? Yeah, that plus any other brand you want to you want to put in. We're we're all about sort of brand management. Um, Becky Lucas, Guy Montgomery here, big dick executive. Say no more. If you're willing to make these concessions for us, we are ve- the story will write itself. Don't worry about absolutely. it. Absolutely, and Becky I promise Lucas, you, this is going to be a great film. I'm going to ignore that you interrupted me there. Big dick executive Tim Bat here with a huge wanger and a proposition for you. I've just signed a business deal with Birkin handbags. Do you think you could sneak one in there somewhere? Yes. Anything. Excellent. Excellent. Well, congratulations. How much money would you like? Um, $200 million. Done. Great. I can't wait to create this, um, this masterpiece. This odyssey. Uh, it's for women. It's for women. It's for little girls watching. Um, it's for men who aren't sure where they fit into the whole feminist movement. Um, and yeah, this, it's. I mean, it uh, sounds flawless. I can't fault it. There's beautiful. no seams on this idea. It's seamless. It's mm-hmm. like a perfect it's circle. It's endorsed by. Be- we can promise Beyonce at the premiere. Man. Well, look. It's been great meeting you, but please get the hell out of my office, all right? I got Jim Carrey coming in hot and heavy with a Dumb and Dumber 3 pitch coming, like, right thank now. You, thank you thank you, so much for your time. Not a problem. Um, uh, way to go, uh, Becky. You totally just got that film greenlit. And I reckon you probably you. did an even better job than what they did with the pitch. Yeah, I reckon. You know, the I thing reckon... is to not – don't go in there scared. Yeah. <laughs> don't go in there scared. I hear you. I hear you. You want to be confident. Um, I'm not look, scared of you guys. We're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to put a bow on it, put a pin in it, chuck a mm-hmm. button on it. Yeah, hey, Becky, it's been a real goddamn joy talking to you. You too, guys. It's good to catch up. Yeah, yeah. it was. Even Are you guys going to be in Melbourne? Uh, yeah, we're coming over for the for the festival. Yeah, great. I'll see Very you there. Very exciting time. Um, if people found you entertaining, which I'm almost 100% certain they just have, uh, where can they find <laughs> you on the internet? Um, I've got Twitter. You can go Becky underscore Lucas 89. Love Twitter. Big time. Love Twitter. And yeah, that's probably my name. I don't have Facebook or anything. Uh, do you do, do you do photos? Uh, oh yeah. You have Instagram. I've been doing that a bit. Good lols. Do you get some good lols out of Instagram? Uh, no, I'm more into, um, making my life look good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try and be, f- yeah, I don't, I'm not that funny on Instagram. You're more interested in uh, portraying a glamorous rock and roll comedian lifestyle. I'm more of a wordsmith, you know. I'm not a (laughs) shutterbug. Love it. Uh, Becky underscore Lucas 89. Tim Bat here, Big Dick Executive. Thank you um, because I didn't say thank you to you before. It's it's been awesome. You've been a delight. Thanks. Super Aussie. Yes, I'm sorry about all that. No, no, no. Never apologize. (laughs) Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank again Big Pipe, Broadband. We love them. You love them. Go to bigpipe.co.nz and if you're going to sign up, use the the code 
uh, worst. Yeah, and I, it reflects well on I us. I feel like a broken record at this point, but I don't know how many goddamn times we've got to explain to you people how good this service is. If you sign up with Big Pipe, they have no throttling. They don't have any henchmen. No one comes around to your house, breaks down the door, starts shaking you by the neck. It's just not done. This is the anti-Brady Big Pipe. Big Poop. And also, uh, just quickly, we're coming to America very soon. Hopefully, we'll be able to release uh, the details of our final uh, podcast for Sex and the City 2. Um, it'll be on March 3rd, somewhere in New York City. We'll put all the information on the Facebook page. I am so looking forward to ending this. Oh, my God. Fucking tell me about it. This is terrible. <laughs> but, Becky, it was great to talk to you. Oh, thanks, guys. You too. Bye, mate. See you later. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Season two. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.